Hey, hey, hey. This is Christina Combs with Beauty in a Bible. I pray that the Lord will bless, bless, bless any and all who listen. Please, please, please do a written review at the end of the episode. And that will help get the word out to anyone that has not listened. I pray many, many blessings upon you guys, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Good morning. How is everyone? I pray that everyone is having a good week so far. No troubles, no issues, and if you are, just thank the Lord for whatever it is that you're going through and have faith that he is going to bring you out of whatever it is with many, many blessings, okay? We are going to go ahead, excuse my sniffling, guys, you know my allergies are horrible. We're going to go ahead and say prayer this morning. Um, I'm a little late getting started. But I honestly um, didn't have anything on me up until this, you know, up until right now. And I mean, that's that's what happens with this podcast is that when I say it is led by the Lord, I truly mean that, guys. Because I, like, I wouldn't have anything if he didn't say, hey, this is what you're going to talk about. You know, like, I, I wouldn't have anything. This podcast wouldn't even be happening. <laughs> But if you can bow your heads, that's awesome. If you can't, don't stress it. It's no problem, okay? Father, we come to you this morning asking, Lord, that you will continue to bless this podcast. Asking, Lord, that you will continue to guide me in this podcast. I don't want to do anything, Lord, that's not pleasing to you. I pray, Lord, many, many blessings upon the listeners. I thank you, Father, for the messages that you have given me to give out not only have they been meant for someone else but I can also tell that they have been meant for me as well and they have helped me to grow Lord I thank you for watching over all of our children I pray Lord that you continue to watch over them as they finish out the school week I pray Lord that you will watch over our spouses as they travel back and forth to work outside of the home or whatever I pray, Lord, that our nation can become one nation under God again. I know that it is possible. I know that you can do it, Lord. And I just pray, Father, that our nation will begin to seek you like never before because we need it. We need you to guide our every move. But, Lord, I just thank you for everything that you do for us, Father. I pray that if there's anyone sick that is listening to this or if there's anyone that is not saved, Father, that we can, you know, you and I can guide them to you and to salvation. And, Lord, I just thank you. I I can never thank you enough for everything that you do for me on a daily basis, just simply giving me another day here on this earth with my husband, with my children, with my little annoying dog, Lord, I know people may think that's silly, but they don't realize 
just how much that I need this little dog just as a little companion so that I'm not home, you know. Like, I know I'm never alone because you're always with me, but he just kind of keeps me on my toes and gives me things to do throughout the day. And I thank you, Lord, for him. I thank you, Lord, for your son, for Jesus. I'm so excited this year about celebrating his birthday and teaching my children about the true meaning of Christmas, Lord. And I thank you so much for accepting me once again when I fail you several, 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 several times and I fall away and I steer away from you, Lord, but you're always accepting me back with open arms. And I'm so glad, Father, that you are so forgiving and that you do that for me and that you would do that for anyone else, Lord. I thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You guys, sometimes I might get a little winded when I'm praying, but that's just because I literally have so much to be thankful for. I can never thank him enough for all that he does. I could never thank him enough. There, I mean, I, I just can't. I have so much to be thankful for. Like, with everything that has went on in my life, I just, I have so, so much to thank God for. Because I know I would not be at this point in my life if it were not for him. Even when I strayed away from him. Even when I failed him daily. I still had faith and believed that he would bring me and my children to the point that we're at today. I still had faith in believing that he would touch the twins' dad, that he would touch his heart and that he would help him to become the father that he is today and the spouse that he is today to my kids' bonus mama and to co-parent like he does today. I owe that all to God. And you guys may say, well, he's not saved or whatever. How? Because I pray I'm a child of God. And he says he will bless my children and my children's children. Okay? My children deserve a father that is, you know, unlike any other. Your children deserve that. Your children deserve a parent that's unlike any other. When it comes to a point that you can't have control and it seems like that the court system just isn't doing what you feel is best, Put it in the Lord's hands. Let him do it. It may not. I did a 30-day th prayer journal. One of my friends introduced me to a 30-day prayer journal. I had never, I would have never thought of it. And what it was, um, 30 days, I would write out. I dated it, and I would write out my prayer each day. I would write out what I wanted the Lord to do. Okay. And I noticed when I first started writing it out, what I first started asking was, Lord, remove my children, remove my children from that home. Lord, give me full custody. And then within like the first week of praying, my prayers changed. And they started 
Lord, I pray that your will will be done in this custody battle. Lord, I pray that the twins' dad will become the father that they need and the spouse, and I would say his, you know, his significant other's name, that she deserves and that her child deserves. Okay? When I first started out, I was so selfish. I was so selfish and all I wanted was what I wanted, what I thought was best. That wasn't what God thought was best, you guys. Sometimes what we think is best ain't. It's not. It's not. I grew up like my my biological father. He, um, and this wasn't exactly where I, I planned this to go, but there's a reason for this, okay? What, what, what today is about is I have this sign in here in my house. I have had it, I've had it for years. Um, when I was doing vinyl, I don't know, like when, when I say that the Lord works with you, no matter if you're saved or if you're not, if you listen to that voice, that voice that is telling you good things, that's the Lord, okay? He will talk to you if you just listen. That soft, still voice, that's God. Listen to it, okay? So I have this sign, and it says, Until God opens the next door, praise Him in the hallway. What's that saying? Until God opens the next door, Praise him in the hallway, okay? Until when the Lord closes one door, he'll open another. You just have to have patience and trust his timing. But until then, praise him through your storm. If it's job loss, if it's divorce, if it's loss of a friendship, whatever it is, whatever the trouble is, if it's a custody battle, whatever, for instance, like whenever, you know, our custody was split week to week and I just had such a hard time with that and I just, that was just not what I wanted, you know. The Lord closed the door on that custody battle, okay? It was week to week. That's what it was. And it was hard. It was a struggle. Like, I had issues, you know, the dad had issues, we couldn't communicate, we were just awful. Anything, you know, that I would try to ask him, like, if one of the kids said, hey, this is what happened at daddy's this week, if I just simply tried to say, hey, this is what, you know, whichever child it was said, and I just wanted to check with you and just see, you know, maybe what's going on, if if there's something, you know, we need to do or whatever, and he would immediately feel like that I was either bossing him or I was jumping down his throat. And his reaction was always to cuss me, you know, and he would get in this immediate defense mode, okay, immediately. So it eventually come to a point to where that the children was placed in my care for like three months. 
Y'all, he had to miss their fourth birthday. And that was hard on me. When their birthday came, and I knew that he couldn't see them because there was a DVO in place. When I knew that he could not see them on their birthday, I broke down and I cried. And my husband now, he looks at me and he said, why are you crying? He made his bed. He made his reckless choices. Why are you crying? Why was I crying? Because I wanted my kids to have their daddy. I wanted my kids to have what I didn't have. Okay? And this is where I'm coming to. You praise him in the hallway. Okay? I prayed. I still prayed and I asked the Lord because I wanted him to open another door. I wanted him to fix it. I wanted my kids to have their daddy, but I wanted them to have the daddy that they deserved. I wanted his significant other to have a husband, a father figure to her child that they deserved. And you may think, Christina, why, why would you want that for anybody else? You know, because I do. I don't envy anyone else. I like to see people succeed, okay? Just because he and I didn't work out does not mean that he doesn't deserve happiness and that his children doesn't deserve happiness when they are with him and that his significant other doesn't deserve his full-on attention, his full love. It's just when you accept the Lord into your life, you'll understand what I'm saying. When you fully accept the Lord into your life, you'll see what I'm talking about. He changes you. And when I say you live like Christ, when you fully set your mind to, hey, I'm going to live like Christ. I'm going to treat others like the Lord would want me to treat them and like he would treat them. The Lord ain't going to argue and fight with him. Okay? And sometimes it takes one person becoming, you know, the one that doesn't join in the chaos to show the other person that, hey, we both have our kids' best interests at heart here. Let's just, you know, let's communicate. People had in his head that I wanted him... And that, um, I'm sorry, I knocked off my notebook and my phone. People had in his head that I was just trying to talk to him because I wanted him. I wanted him back. I didn't want anyone else to have him. This and that. That wasn't true. All I wanted was to be able to talk about our children and check on my children. You know, like I tried to include him in everything. Just like I do my oldest's, you know, dad and bonus mom. We both, we try to include each other in everything. Whatever is going on, we want to include each other in. And that's because we have her best interest at heart. And that has finally become the point that, you know, the twins dad and I and his significant other, we're at that point. 
we're not as close as my oldest's dad and you know his wife but we've been at this longer we've done had our battles and and (laughs) and over and done with and you know like we've been at this a while like years and there's all i mean i know you guys have heard me say before jokingly that if ever they were to divorce or whatever that we're gonna keep her (laughs) i mean you know of course that yes we're gonna keep her but we'll keep dad too (laughs) but i mean that's just when you can joke and you can have fun and you can have clean fun it, it just it takes so much stress and strain off of the relationship and then hit it helps the children to see, hey, it's okay to get along, you know. Look at this. My mommy and daddy, they get along. They don't fight anymore. They don't argue anymore. They talk to each other. And then whenever your children see that, that motivates them to want to do that as well, okay? But anyways, until God opens the next door, praise him in the hallway. I grew up without my biological dad in my life all the time. Okay, like, I live with my grandparents. It wasn't because my mama didn't want me. It was just that, you know, when my biological dad and my mama divorced, me and my uh, mom, we just, when my grandparents moved from where they lived, then me and my mama went with them, and we lived with them. And I loved it, you know. And so when my mom and my, I call him my dad, you know, because, like, he has been in my life every single day. My sister's 23 years old. He has been in my life every single day, you know, since him and my mama got together. He has, he would buy me school clothes and everything. He treated me just as if, you know, I was his, as if, you know, forever. It took me forever to accept him. I just recently started referring to him as dad. I'd never done that before in my life. Like I had so much resentment toward him and I didn't want to do it and stuff, you know, or whatever. But it wasn't him the reason that my mama and daddy divorced, you know. It was just differences. They had differences. My biological dad, he liked to drink a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And he would he would hit on my mama. He, you know, like pretty bad, I reckon. But, um, you know, that's in the past or whatever. I had so much hate in my heart for that man. And, um, when I was younger, he would come to, like, my birthday parties at my grandparents' house. And... He, like, you know, we would invite him to Christmas dinners. We would invite him to Thanksgiving dinners. And he would bring my siblings, you know, that he had with my uh, bonus mama. I love her to death. She's a wonderful woman. I mean, she she is. And my siblings, you know, my brothers, I have two brothers, you know, with her and my dad. And I have a sister. And then I have a little bitty sister. <laughs> but, you know, we'll get to that. But anyways, I love her to death. She's a wonderful woman. She is. And I'll tell you, she has done amazing at raising her children. 
she has raised some wonderful, wonderful children. But I had so much resentment toward him, and I felt like that, well, you know, hey, he's in their life. He goes to their, you know, like baseball games and whatever they choose to do, and he's always with them and stuff, but he ain't with me. Why, you know, what was so wrong with me? I felt like that I wasn't good enough for him. And I believe that a lot of times when us females face daddy issues, that it perceives how we look at men in general and what we think that we deserve in life. So when I started, when I was with my ex-husband and the abuse started and stuff, I just, I was like, hey, my mama endured it, you know whatever and then I done everything I possibly could to keep my family together you know because I wanted it to last I felt like hey I've already failed once in a marriage I've already failed my my biological father he didn't love me he didn't want me you know or whatever and then he's he saw his grandchildren I think maybe three times he had never saw the twins up until a couple months ago and uh my oldest i think he had saw her a couple times one time was at her first birthday and then a couple times like maybe passing in the parking lot at walmart or something a couple times at christmas when i would go to my great grandma's for christmas um but um i just had so much resentment and so much hatred toward him like he posted on facebook when i had my twins that he was a grandpa again and that his oldest daughter had had a set of twins and i posted an extremely extremely rude post on facebook and all that did I mean, all that did was just, it wasn't an image of him that was portrayed. It was an image of me that was portrayed. And how much anger and stuff that I had in my heart for him. And how much I felt like that he had let me down or whatever. Not realizing that, hey, why are you having so much anger toward him? Look at what you have. You know, my bonus dad, he's so good to me. He's so good to my children. They know him as Papa. You know, he's Papa or whatever, and they love him to pieces. I have, I've texted, I've messaged, whatever, to try to make amends with my biological father just to say, hey, I'm sorry. I hope that you forgive me for my rudeness and things, you know, just trying to be the bigger person. I never get a response. I've tried, but the Lord's not laid it on my heart to try anymore. When I talk to my brother and I invite him and my sister and stuff to like dinners that we have here or birthday parties or whatever. And they both know that literally they can come to my home at any given time. Like, 
all they have to do is message and say, hey, you home? And if I say, yeah, you know, then they know, well, I'm on, I'm going to Christina's. My brother knows if he messages me and he says, hey, will you fix me some dinner? Will you fix me this, this, or this, or whatever? He knows I'm going to be like, uh, yeah. What time do you want it? You know, I would do the same for my biological father. My sister knows, you know, both of, well, I have three sisters. You know, my youngest, of course, she can't drive, but her mom knows that if they wanted to come, they're more than welcome. And, you know, my sister, um, my first, let's see, she was my firstborn sister. She lives like two houses down and she knows the same for her. If she ever needed me or whatever, all she has to do is just message me and I'm there. And she, and she messages me all the time. It's like, hey, I, I need this or that or whatever. And she knows that I do it. <clears throat> but when, like when I message my brother and I'm like, hey, you know, we're going to do Christmas or whatever this day or this day. Or we're going to do a dinner this day or this day. Then I'll be like, and if you don't mind, let our dad know because I've tried to text him or whatever and I can't ever get a response. And he'll say, okay, I'll let him know. I feel like that I have done all that I can do. Will I continue to invite him? I will. Because that's what God would want me to do. I'll continue to invite him. You know, I'm not going to have any anger, any hatred. I've made my amends. Um, my grandma... I used to have so much anger toward her and stuff, but I don't anymore. And we email, you know, it was just a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of lack of communication. And I guess I really just didn't want God to open up this door at the time because I just had so much anger and I just didn't want this. I didn't want to open this door. But after accepting salvation and deciding to make changes to my life, I made amends. We email. She sends me, you know, like, um, she, she'll she send letters and things in the mail. And I will let the kids send her back, like, um, coloring pages. And I'll send her stuff back. Like, we send her a Christmas card and stuff. My boys ain't too big into, like, I tried to get um, my little twin boy to color her page to send back he just he don't care he just a boy he just wants to go in there and play with his trucks whatever you know but my girls is like yeah we'll we'll color mama a picture you know they get they get excited they love it and like she sent me a picture of my great grandma a self-portrait and i'd always wondered where my little twin girl got her looks from but I now know exactly where she got her looks from it's from my great grandma the chin the eyes the nose the mouth like everything and then I figured out where I got my forehead and my widow's peak I got it from her but it has been a relief you know like I have that weight off of me that hey you know I was wrong and I was you know I was being very mean and very rude 
and that's not what God wanted me to do. So the Lord opened this door for me, for me to be able to make amends with my mama, with my dad. You know, I have a better relationship now with my other siblings, you know, that don't live two doors down. And like, I don't know, I just, like, it, it's such a piece, it's such a weight lifted off of me, you know, and I thank the Lord for that, because, yeah, I was stuck in the hallway there for a while, but I feel like I was stuck in the hallway that the Lord hadn't opened up this door for me, because he was waiting on me to get my heart in the right place to where that I could do what needed to be done here. Now, my mom, she said several times, Christina, you don't owe them an apology for anything. You know what? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I put up this wall, and I didn't want them to knock it down. Like, I really didn't. I had this image in my mind of them, and, you know, just, I don't know. Like, I just thought they were just awful, and they just didn't want anything to do with me or whatever. But you know what? My mama, she lives in a total other state. Okay, she does. She lives in a total other state. She can't just randomly be like, hey, I'm coming over. Because literally, she's hours away. She lives in Illinois. You know? I mean, she's older. She, it, I'm sure the trip is hard for her. She can't make the trips like that. So what was wrong with me? Why couldn't I put forth the effort to say, hey, Mama, I know that that trip is probably hard on you. You know, I'm going to come, me and the kids, and we're going to come visit. She would have said, okay, come on. And now here we are with all this COVID stuff going on. And I don't want to take any germs in, you know, on her or whatever. And so I, I don't go. I just wait. But I mean, you know, that could have been like, I could have put forth that effort as well. Instead of just leaving it for her to put forth as I got older to where that, you know, I could drive and take myself places. I could have took that, you know, up on myself to win. But when I think back on it, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all, like, I'm going to say this. Um... I think it was like, well, I, I think I was a freshman in high school, and it was Christmas, and I was dating this little dude, and uh, he wanted me to go up to his house and watch the race, watch NASCAR or something like that, and um, my mom and my dad and, you know, like my biological dad, they were all there, you know, because like my dad would come to Christmas at my grandparents. And, um, I, I wanted to go to his house and I was asking mom, you know, if I could go or whatever, cause granny told me to ask mom. So I was asking mom and mom looks over at my biological dad and she's like, well, dad, what do you think about it? And before he could open his mouth, before he could say anything, I was one of the mouthy teenagers. And I said, he ain't got no opinion in this. He's never in my life, and he's not my dad. 
Could you imagine how that made him feel? If you're a parent, could you imagine how that would make you feel if your child said that about you? I bet he felt like he was an inch tall. That was wrong of me. But I was a little mouthy teenager, you know, and thinking that I knew it all. And I believe that was probably the last time that he came to Christmas. And I always blamed it on him. But in all honesty, when I think back on it, I mean, how else would he have felt other than more or less saying, well, she don't think I'm her dad. You know, what's the point in me being there? Until God opens the next door, praise him in the hallway. Maybe you need to, you know, the Lord has closed the door and you really want that door reopened or something, but it's just not time. And if you will just praise the Lord and pray and ask him to take control of that situation, he may open a window or he may open a different door at a different angle for you for that whole situation. Okay. I have a scripture. It's Jeremiah 29. Verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And then if you go on to 12, it says, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And then on down 13 says, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And then 14 says, And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. The Lord doesn't think bad of us. The Lord has nothing but good intentions. He knows our story. He knows how our life is going to go before we ever know. Before we ever face anything that we're going to face, the Lord already knows that we're going to. Okay, and he says, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Okay, so until God opens the next door, praise him in the hallway. Go and pray. When the Lord has closed something, and you just don't know what you're going to do, pray. Pray, 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 pray. The Lord will show you. And it says, I will be found, no, 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 and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart, all your heart. You can't be half and half. It's all or nothing. When you, if you want the Lord to open doors for you, you have to give him all of it. Or else you're going to be stuck in the hallway. 
or you may be stuck in that door that the Lord really needs to close, but he ain't going to close it because you, you're not ready or you won't give him your whole heart. Okay. He can't take care of it because you won't allow it. You won't give it to him to take care of. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. That's saying that he will provide for us, okay? He will carry us. He will open that next door, okay? But we have to trust in him. When we give him his give him our whole heart, he'll be found with us. Okay? He will gather you from all the nations. Okay? He will gather you from all the hurt, from all the pain, from all the troubles that you are facing. And he will bring you again into the place whence he caused you to be carried away captive. Okay, so he's going to close that door and he's going to bring you again into that place and he's going to open a new door for you. He's going to open you a new way in. He's going to open you a new look, okay, on that issue. He's going to help you and guide your heart. When you give him your whole heart, he's going to guide you on that path. But you have to listen. You have to listen to that soft, still voice, okay? When you give him your whole heart, all of it, you're going to hear that soft, still voice, and it's going to guide you. But you have to listen. The day you give him your whole heart is the day that he will be found with you. If I hadn't gave the Lord my whole heart, I would still be stuck. In so many places, doors would not have been closed. I wouldn't have been able to pray in that hallway or praise him in that hallway through that storm. And I would have tried to open doors myself that should not have been opened that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let God open doors for you let him guide you where you need to be let him do it he already knows your story he already knows how your life's gonna go he already knows the next move you're gonna make before ever you know let him guide you so that way that next move that you make is gonna be the right one all right let him guide you let him open that door until God opens the next door, praise him in the hallway. You all, I have looked at that sign so, 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 so many times. Knowing, you know, that what it means is just, you know, praise him through the storm. Whatever it is, pray and praise him. And don't open a door. Let him open it for you. Let him guide you where you need to be. But I never did it. 
and as many times as I've looked at it and I never thought about you know how my life had went and things and that it could have been different if I would have just let the Lord open doors for me instead of me speaking if I would have learned to tame my tongue years ago things could have been different but I hope that you understand what I'm saying if you don't if you have any questions you can always always ask questions on any of these apps on any of these you know podcast apps you can always ask questions if you don't mind please leave me a written review of the podcast uh, you know if this is the only episode you've listened to or whatever just leave me a written review because what that does is it helps to get this podcast out to others okay it helps to get it out there to get more listeners to get more people listening if you just write a review please help this podcast help to get the lord's word out help to get these messages out to those that need them i love you guys so much and please feel free to add me on social media at any time my name is the same everywhere. It's Christina Combs. You can add me on social media if you need somebody to pray for you, if you need someone to pray with you, if you need prayer for your children, whatever. Or you can even comment it on here on some of these. You can leave a voice message, whatever. Feel free to do so because that is my duty, okay? I love you guys, and please, if you don't mind, just leave a written review on this podcast. It doesn't have to be this particular episode. It could just be the podcast in general. But I will catch you guys in the next episode.